In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Hey, it is Tony Grebmeyer. Welcome to this week's episode of Be Fulfilled, the real stories behind success, right? If we took money off the table, what would your answer be? What happens if I took all of your freaking money away from you and you were homeless and you were living out of a car and there was more month and money and it was this really expensive car payment and you didn't know how you're going to do that and you had this woman that you were involved in and you didn't know how you were going to support her and then you were like, well, how do I do this. Well, today's guest, Nicholas Bailey, is here today to tell you exactly how he went from flat broke, no money, to then turning around and building this empowerment movement, the billion dollar body, and how he created a brotherhood and how he's been able to do live events, speak, meet some of the most interesting, fascinating people from Jay Abraham to sit down with fellow entrepreneurs and scale and figure out vision, build their business, to doing all of this stuff, but having at one time in his life, this mindset of like, I don't know what the hell just happened but I know I have to figure out how I'm not going to have that happen again. So please welcome to the show, Nicholas. Hey, Tony, thanks so much. Even just listening to that intro, I'm like, man, that that sounds pretty familiar. And then I realized partway through, I'm like, oh, that's my life. That's what he's describing. I I got it now. (laughs) All right. So we do this laid out for every guest. What is your definition of success? The definition of success to me is continual improvement. Success in everyone's eyes looks differently. Every single person plays a part in the world. Every single person has a different fingerprint for a reason because I believe that they all have a different aspect of a way that they give to the world. And so that continual improvement every single day of growing in these areas and having a foundational truth of growing in the areas of health, growing in your mission and impact, and also growing in your personal life, in your relationships, those things all prospering while you're continually growing. I love it, man. First off, thank you so much for being a guest. You know, the improvement piece is huge, right? How do you take somebody like you and teach improvement when your mindset is literally shattered? It's broken to the simple fact of like, I don't know how the heck I got into this car, but now I've got this payment. I got this woman in my life, my girlfriend, wife at the time, whatever it may be. And you're like, how do I flip this thing around? So what I'd love to do as we become the journey up success mount today is to take some steps and figure out kind of what happened, what it's like today, and then how you're making an impact on the world. So what I'd love to do first is have you fill in a little bit of the missing pieces, right? So I know that you dabbled in network marketing, don't know your success, don't know your rank, don't know your company, all that is your story. But then I want you to take me through the journey of getting to where you're at today. And along the top, as we're going back, I'm asking questions, we're going to stop. We're going to give the audience and you a cliffhanger somewhere. I'm just going to, hey, we'll be right back on the show. And I want you to just be like, crap, I'm back in that cliffhanger of a moment. That's what we're going to paint for the picture of the audience that they need to see today. And I want to relive a little bit of that with you so that when we come down the mountain, you're like, I'm never doing that again. All right. So let's go. Perfect. Tell me how you got into financial trouble. 
I don't know how I got into it. I was kind of born into financial trouble. I don't know if anyone else has been through this. I'm assuming you know exactly what I'm talking about. Of And my family never really had this like crazy financial prosperity. And even when we did, it was us leveraging the amount of money we made. If we can make the payments, then we can afford it. The thing is, is there's a thing in the economy called a correction, a recession, or all these different terms. And when that happens and you're barely making the payments, all of a sudden you don't have enough money. And then all of a sudden everything goes down, you know, crap creek. I don't know what I can say on here. You so can say girl- anything. Growing up, you know, I, I wanted to be a professional athlete. I want to take people a little bit back to that story that I didn't grow up depressed and sad and lacking money and, and in lack my entire life. I thought I was going to be the best athlete in the entire world. And I thought that I was going to be able to get there. And the number one person that I looked up to at the time was my father. And with my belief, not being enough belief in myself that I could do that, I really relied on his belief in me. And one day I really pushed on that belief. I was like, dad, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do. And I know maybe some of those people out there, like growing up, you just wanted to be accepted by the people that were closest to you, your your mom and your dad. Like you were just trying to work hard in school and you were trying to accomplish as an athlete or whatever you're trying to do because you just wanted their attention, them to be like, good job. Like that was awesome, especially if you're a man. And I didn't get that. My dad looked at me and said, I would never be the best. And it crushed me. And before I go into the areas that we're actually prospering in, realized that I was failing at all of them. I was 60 pounds overweight. I had to go to summer school every single year in high school. I had a 1.8 GPA and the only reason I graduated is because of that summer school. And I had no girlfriend for seven years from my freshman year in high school, all the way until two years afterwards. And when I talk about health, business, relationships, constant improvement, I realized that through the other side, I wasn't having the happiness. I wasn't having fulfillment and ultimately wasn't having success. And many of these people out there as well aren't having that. Even if they're having success in business, they're sacrificing their relationships and sacrificing their health to never, ever get it back. And realizing that you can't buy happiness, you can't buy love, you could buy sex, you could buy girls, you could buy things, but ultimately you can't buy those different emotions and those different experiences. So for me, I never really had the luxury of money, though I did taste it. And I think there's a few different key points that everyone can apply in their life right now to be able to sustain success and build on top of it. I believe that in my life, I thought I was going to have continual success. I thought I was retired at 21. Mm. I had the network marketing company who's paying for more than my bills. My wife and I hardly had to work at all. And I thought that I was retired and I told everyone that. And I was lacking something and all of a sudden I crashed and burned, which is why people are listening to this episode. It's because they don't want to consistently crash and burn on their way to success. They'd rather keep going from win to win to win. And I didn't do that. And I ended up at the gas station one day with a BMW car payment with zero income, getting a notice from the place I was about to move into that I got denied to move into it. And so we went 30 days with no home, 30 days with no place to live and consistently discharging all of our credit cards to pay for all of our groceries. It's one of the scariest things ever when you're like, what happens if I just keep maxing out my credit card and then I can't max it out anymore and I have no debit card, I have no money after my key payments of rent and my car payment because you can't use credit for those. It was just a really, really fight or flight moment that I would never replace. Yeah, man. I'm gonna take a deep breath to just tell you congratulations because I know the the rest of the story doesn't sound like that, right? And the rest of the story is you take some steps up Success Mountain were some probably valuable lessons, right? I have this kind of mantra in life and saying it says, you know, chase the wins, study the lessons, and to never give up, right? So you were chasing some wins. What's your relationship like today with your father? It's way better. Me and him really get along. I actually took over his company for two and a half years, which really got me out of that detriment. It allowed me to get to a little bit of a stability in my income, but also allowed me to build this great bond with my father, learn so much about business because I was able to run his. And so today I could call him at any time. We really connect. It's better than it's ever been in my entire life. 
I love to hear that, right? Because there's part of that story where you're like, yeah, you know, he kind of smashed my dreams. He kind of told me like, hey, you're never going to be. So what kind of athlete were you growing up? I was going to be a professional motocross racer. So I was actually the youngest kid in the world to start racing bicycles, thanks to my dad, because I was two and he pushed me down a hill. And apparently I rode, I hardly remember. And then at four, he got me a motorcycle. So I did that my entire life every single week with my father. But again, being a man that is more afraid of losing than the joy of winning, all of a sudden I put so much pressure on myself. My father put so much pressure on me to win. I was more afraid of losing than I was excited to win. And so that puts so much pressure on a kid growing up. And obviously that that pressure broke me. And I can admit that all day of the week because pressure doesn't create weakness. It only exposes it. You raise pressure in your life and something triggers you. That pressure exposed something already inside of you. It didn't create something new. So it's an opportunity to be able to grow through it and out of it into something greater. You know, Nicholas, every time I've ever run into you, you always look good. You got a great smile on your face and you're always with your wife. And I've never seen you without your wife. And I, I know that that is something really, really powerful, especially for a guy who said seven years, no girlfriend, every summer, summer school. The only reason he was able to graduate is because of summer school, 1.8, low GPA, kind of sound like I went through some of those struggles too. <laughs> and finally was able to graduate. A couple of years took place. And then what happened? Take me on kind of how you got connected with Amanda. Yeah. So it first started with the investment myself. I really believe that only to the extent that you love yourself and the investment you place into yourself, are you able to pour into others? Because it's all about overflow. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. But people always just think about loving their neighbor. But first they have to love themselves. Love your neighbor as yourself. You hate yourself, then you're probably going to hate your neighbor too. So I started making that investment in my health first, which is why Billion Dollar Body has so many different words, so many meanings. Billion Dollar Body means a community that's worth more than a billion dollars because body means community. It also means that your body's worth more than a billion dollars. So many men come to me and go, man, help me create a billion dollar body. I go, no, I'm going to help you recognize you already have one. And when you start treating yourself that way, all of a sudden you create one. The manifestation happens. But it first comes with a realization. So first was the investment on my health. I dropped 60 pounds in six months thanks to a one person who stopped and just gave me one tip of advice. So this podcast, I get to share so much. It just took one tip for me. Boom, switched everything. Dropped 60 pounds. That investment myself got me to reconnect with my father, got me to reconnect with good people because you are who you surround yourself with. Show me your friends and I'll show you your life. Show me your counter. I'll show you your future, all these different things. When I looked at that, I got around better people. And that process got me to start investing myself, start personally growing. I did that for about a year. And what happened is my wife and I caught ourselves on the same part of our journey. We both had big visions for the future, but we equally were investing in ourselves now. And it was kind of like what Les Brown says, I'd rather be prepared and opportunity never come than opportunity come and not be prepared. At that point, I was so blessed that I had spent a year working on myself and growing where my wife and I hit each other at the same exact time. When I was 18 years old, she was 17 years old. She flew out to her high school graduation and we just kind of clicked right at that right time. But it all took first that investment in myself, the investment in my future, but we did get married with zero job. I had no income, no nothing. No job, no business, no nothing. We just knew that, man, we were meant to build a life together. We didn't allow circumstances to dictate that. We know we would figure that out along the way. And that's exactly what we did. All right. 60 pounds overweight. Somebody stopped you and shared one thing with you. Would you mind sharing that one thing to help our community today that may just change somebody's life? Yeah, I wish that things were more complicated. Success is so simple. LeBron James practices free throws. He practices rebounds. He practices three-pointers. He practices dribbling. While other people are trying to figure out all these flips in street basketball, he's practicing the basics. This guy came up to me. He pulled out a bag of fruit, and I said, why are you eating that? Because at the time at school, we had cinnamon rolls and chocolate milk and the same things that kids are eating today. 
and I didn't understand why he had brought his own food and why it was so healthy. And he told me, listen, I'm a boxer. I have to weigh in at the correct weight and my coach wants me to perform at the highest level. And all of a sudden it clicked for me that one, there was a plan that I could follow. All of us are motivated. If you listen to this podcast, you're motivated. It's just how do we make sure that you have the exact plan that you know the end result is going to be positive? So one, I found a plan. Two, I realized that it was for a better performance. And those two things together just clicked. I went home, I copied that to a T. Two weeks later, I was 11 pounds down and that's where I drew my confidence. First, it was just testing it out. The result is what made me excited to keep going. And that made me hungry to keep getting more and more results. And so I just kept going down that momentum path of when you create results, you want more of it. And that's exactly what started for me. It's just that one guy just sharing his plan. Now, was that like high school journey, 60 pounds? Was that out of high school? When did you kind of lose the weight? Yeah, it was my senior year of high school. I ended up surfing every single day. I loved it, but I knew there was something greater in life. And that's ultimately when I discovered my destiny and future when it comes to building businesses and helping transform the world. So a couple of things we discussed so far that are so crystal clear, and I'm really glad that you were able to share them. You know, the vision of an early age, your dad's smashing your dreams, right? You have this idea, I want to be the best. I want to just be the best I possibly can be. And then you shared the idea of no girlfriend, seven years, grades, you know, down in the dumps. And you're kind of like, I don't know how to do this. We're talking about a BMW. We're talking about car payments. We're talking about getting rent. And we're talking about this emptiness inside. But sprinkled in there, it's been lots of hope, a lot of hope, right? Somehow there was this dream (laughs) when you graduated. (laughs) Somehow, maybe you didn't make it, but you somehow at the very beginning, two years old, got down the mountain. So like I've known since I've known you that anything you want to do, you can achieve because you have the mindset to achieve it. Now at different times, we all have that, but we get lost in our journey. Take me through the MLM networking, you know, network marketing stuff for just a moment. So I can paint a little bit of that picture. You don't, you can mention the company name. I don't really care. I don't care if you swear. I want you to be you. That's the one thing that I've learned more about the process of podcasting is I want people to be real because real is where transformation takes place. They're transforming. I'm transforming. And another cool thing that I just want to let everybody know. Someone asked me the other day, Tony, why do you do podcasting? I said, oh, I come from a background on radio and I love it. I do it because if I'm ever in a place in my life and I go, you know, I'm just un- so uncertain. I don't know what if I matter, if I make a difference, you know, and I, I feel like I'm going in a backward cycle. I'm like, oh, remember that interview with Nicholas? I need to listen to that again. You're making an impact on me, just so you know. So I hope that you understand the impact that you're having on others. So share that little story from network marketing and along your journey, just so that we get that idea and vision out. So preparing me for network marketing, I first, every single week in my senior year of high school, I woke up at 4 a.m. and I went at Tuesday morning to meet with 30 other businessmen. It was a men's only community as well. And there was 30 businessmen there that met from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. The first hour was talking about their wins. The second hour is what they needed help with and what they wanted to accomplish in the week or month or whatever. And so I had nothing. I just sat in every single week and they all had like-minded vision. So that really prepared me. I had those people around me always supporting me and obviously being 17, 18 years old, I was you know half the age of everyone else. So I really stood out there. And that process really helped me and grew me and mentors along that way was huge for me. I was always motivated just as everyone on this podcast was, whether it was directed towards video games, I wanted to be the best, or whether it was directed towards business, I wanted to be the best at what I did. And what ended up happening was my wife and I got married and I realized something real quick. We were going to have to make money to be able to live our life, have kids and have a future. Now, there's multiple ways to get to that. And one thing that I was super blessed with is I knew more of what I didn't want out of life than I did want. 
And so I automatically went through all the things that I didn't want out of life that did not project the future that I at least wanted, that didn't line up. Even though I didn't know what I did want, I knew what I didn't want. And I projected all those. And I realized that if my wife went and worked, we wouldn't see each other as much. That was against my number one priority. I got married to spend time with my wife. So I thought, what was a way that we could spend time together? That'd be creating a business. I go, how can I do that? Could I start a cafe? Could I start a brick and mortar? My dad owned a business. My uncle owned a business. What could I do? And an opportunity of network marketing fell on my lap. I had no clue what it was. I had no clue that people got pitched this stuff all the time. I watched one video and I invested in it right away without anyone talking to me about it. And I ended up going all in. And I was so stupid. I believed everything that they said. And because of that, I got the result. I remember them saying, hey, you could get a BMW. I still drive it today. I'm about to sell it right now. You can get a BMW. If you just make a list of 50 people, follow up with them, you'll sell like $13,000 worth of stuff. And I was like, deal. 30 days later, had the car, already picked it up from the BMW dealership. So I believed what they were doing, but it was so interesting. My friends that had already seen these things before, they all left me. I had no clue. I invited them over. I thought I had like the best thing since sliced bread. I thought I had like the key to the kingdom. I thought I was going to retire. I had no clue about this stuff. And because of that, I think that's what really led me to succeeding in it. And then I realized real quick that these companies were dictating my compensation always drives behavior. And after the compensation went towards something that I didn't agree with, all of a sudden I stopped making as much money because I didn't agree with what I was getting paid to do. And that's where it really scared me. And that's where it drove me to go start my own thing. But first, I took all the capital that I earned from that business and the process and the things that I learned in the connections. That's what really launched me out. Me and my two friends, my other friend that was in that same network marketing company owns a company called Lady Boss. Right now, they're one of the fastest growing women's weight loss companies in the world. And both of us are out together right now, like going out there and changing the world with our mission. But it all started thanks to that company. And it was Vaisalus, if anyone really cares. Ryan Blair, thank you. You know, it's so cool. Is that you said something like, oh yeah, just list 50, you can make a lot of money. And then 30 days later, you made a lot of money and you realized that you had no friends because you sold all of your friends their dream, right? No matter what. Tell me about your life today, knowing that you had to go through that to get to where you're at today, because that's some of the good stuff, the ugly stuff and the bad stuff you had to get through to get to where you're at today. And I love to tell people all of that got you to where you're at. Absolutely. And so the process was that I lost all my income. Someone recruited one of my entire team's legs to a different company and said, Nick makes you work so hard, we won't. My whole team left. I had no income, zero. And I was sitting there in San Diego. I got kicked out of my house. I told you that I was homeless for 30 days because I had a place. I went to a live event. I was investing myself still when I had no money. And I was in that live event when I got an email saying, hey, the state of California will not allow us to let you move into this place. I tried to move into the back of a Safeway home because I was the only kid that was that broke that didn't have a criminal record. So they were hoping they could get me in there. And I didn't even get approved. I couldn't even get approved for the cheapest apartment in San Diego. And I just remember like feeling that feeling and really dwelling on it. And that's when I went into business with my father for two and a half years. And my dad got into a massive motorcycle accident, crushed the whole left side of his body. I had to take over the whole company for a year. He couldn't even go in. And I remember that process of making $1,200, $1,500 a month with $3,000 a month expenses. I sold everything out of my house. All I had was a washer and dryer, a sofa and a bed. I sold all the lamps. We had no lights. We had nothing. I would pick stuff out of the trash when I'd be cleaning carpets and I'd find golf bags and I'd find tables and dining room tables and coffee tables and I'd sell them on Craigslist. I'd find the free stuff on the side of the road. I'd take the sign off and I'd put it online and I would sell it. And this was the way that I got back on my feet. And it wasn't until the process that I went to one live event 
I just never stopped investing myself, which I think this was the key. Believe me, I believed that it wasn't worth it for a long time. I was like, these events, I don't even care. There's no reason to go to them. This is why I'm so passionate about events today. I went to one event, my wife went there. I had to stay home because my father's accident. And in that event, she got so impacted that she called me and said, there's a mastermind, it's one meeting and it's $5,000. And I said, do it, let's go. Let's increase our credit limits. Let's go in debt. Let's do this. And I, again, I was making 1800 bucks a month with $3,000 a month of expenses, selling everything I owned to be able to make my payments. And I got no results for six months, zero. I showed up to that mastermind. I left there and we made 22 grand that month in a side business that wasn't even the same as the carpet cleaning. And that's when I was convinced. Wow, I was missing community. I had mentors, I had motivation, but I didn't have the community around me to support me and be there every single day to be able to push me to the different level and really uncover what was already inside of me. And their belief in me is what drove me to go out there and get success. So that was the process that we went through of sitting there in a one-bedroom apartment, 400 square feet is what we lived in. The cheapest apartment in all of San Diego, there is nothing cheaper. And that's where we lived when I had to show up to these places and be like, I'm going somewhere. It's not always the easiest thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. What we're going to discover when we come back is how you go from living in this 400 square foot apartment, as he says, the cheapest you could actually afford, how he was able to take this $5,000 investment with increasing his credit line to go there, no income for six months coming from there. And then all of a sudden something transformed in his life. And we're going to be talking about what was launched kind of from there and how you can become a part of his community. You can attend live events. You can see Nicholas on stage, Jordan Harbinger, he shared stages with, Lewis Howes, he shared stages with, and so many other amazing people. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Be Fulfilled show. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. Today's guest, Nicholas Bailey, joins us from San Diego. We are live on Zoom. We are talking about kind of the ups and downs, the struggles of life. He talked in the very beginning. I said, what's your definition of success? He said, improvement. I think we've done nothing but improve today. And I hope if you are listening, taking notes and you're journaling down, don't worry. I had a lot of this stuff. I just want you to be so impacted by what we're going to talk about because I'm actually going to give up the reins. Nicholas is going to be taking us down the mountain. I'll still be chiming in with little questions here and there. But what we're going to be talking about is how he was able to take all of these kind of lessons, not losses, lessons and apply them to reframe some of the things that he was seeing constantly come up in his life and how he's able to take all of those with this a mindset where like, I never had a girlfriend for seven years. My grades suck. Like, I didn't know how to do this. My dad smashed all my dreams. Now today, my dad and I have a better relationship than ever. I've got the woman of my dreams. We were on the right trajectory and we crossed paths at the right time. I've been able to speak on stage with so many incredible people how did I do it? That's why I'm sitting here like, oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. This is the stuff that you need to listen for in podcasts. This is why you go to the movies. You want to go on a journey. Now we're going to hear the hero's journey, the origin. We heard that. Now we're going to hear how it all ties together. So we are back with Nicholas. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today, sharing your vision, your dream, your ideas, your ups and downs, everything you went through to get here. Reminds me of why I got out of bed today, contribution. And that's what you're doing on this show today. So thank you for that. Hey, thank you, man. I've enjoyed it so far. And it's been fun revisiting those moments because it's so crazy how quickly life can change. And I'm excited for that to happen for everyone here today. All right. Let's talk network marketing. You make this money. You get this, you know, you have no more credit, like you're stuck. 
but that's not your story today because I saw a photo recently of a new place you guys moved into. And I know that you got these live events with hundreds and thousands of people wanting to be a part of your community. I know that you get to share the stages with all these people. So fill in some space for us and get us to today. And then let's start celebrating some wins with the group. So I really wasn't that awesome of a person. I didn't really love meeting new people. I didn't love going to live events. I just didn't see the purpose. And so I thought maybe if I could just send my wife out there for her to learn, all my problems will be solved. And she's so cute that it'll probably make us money. It's kind of what my game plan was at the time. And I remember even dropping her off at a live event. And I went and played a golf round for $15 instead because I didn't want to pay for $30 parking at the event. And I realized real quick how I was in defensive mode that it's one thing to speak, but it's another thing to do. And my actions weren't lining up with where I wanted to go. Mm. And so my first step into transforming my life and having a different result was taking 100% responsibility for the actual results that I wanted to create in my life. I remember one day just waking up and going, honey, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. I'm not going to rely on you. I'm not going to rely on the family. I'm not going to rely on all these other people out there to come and randomly discover our brand and randomly discover what's going on. I'm going to take 100% responsibility for the results that I want to create my life. And first thing, it was one thing to believe it and then say it because obviously I had to think it in my head first, speak it out loud, and then to live it out daily. It's very easy to have breakthrough. And it's another thing to walk it out. And that's why live events are great. But if you're not continually immersing yourself in a community, you leave and you have a conference high and then you go back into regular life. And that's all I had seen up to this point. That's what every event told me. I go, we're going to change the whole world. Everyone's so different. Yet everyone goes back to the same old life because they're surrounded with the same old people and they go right back into the same old actions, which causes a different belief system. So I went out there and I started investing in myself, investing in our business, working with this new ethic of if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And it really didn't cause success real quick for me in our actual business. But what I decided was I was going to read Thinking Grow Rich. I was going to decide this year, I'm going to make $100,000. Up to this point, I'd only made about $24,000 in a year. So this is like 4X. Like this is a pretty big deal. I could do that every year of my life. I'd be pretty set. So I go out there and my W-2 was $19,000 that year, but I made $100,000 through every single day, waking up and saying, today, I'm going to have this much money at the end of the year, which means I'm going to make $285 today, or I'm going to work until I go to bed. And if I make $285, then I could go do something else finally. But if not, I work until I go to bed. I take every opportunity there is. So I started seeing tons of opportunities all around me because at this point, I realized and recognized the things around me, similar to a car that you want. If you look at the car that you want, you see it everywhere. It was always there. But finally, you are aware of it and opportunities are exactly the same. There's 100,000, 1 million, $100 million opportunities all around you. Just not even aware of them because you're not looking for them. And if you're looking for Honda Civic opportunities, that's what you always see and that's what you always get. I started thinking a little bit bigger, $285 a day, hit it every single day for the year and made exactly, literally exactly $100,000 that year, $19,000 W-2. And the rest of it came from all these opportunities to do little tiny deals on the side. And I realized that through that process, that if I could keep replicating and upping my mindset to see bigger and bigger opportunities, then they would always be there for me to hit. And so the process went from first starting out as taking 100% responsibility to making those types of investments to see our life transform and go forward. And through this process, my wife saw an evolution of how we transformed together. She saw my lack of excitement. She saw my depression of coming home from working and playing video game apps on my phone every single night, thinking that there was no problem, but I had no purpose. I wasn't leading. To all of a sudden taking full responsibility for what we were going to create in our life. But I was still lacking this one thing, like this big confidence that, man, I could go out there and do this. And the one person that believed in me 
that was closest to me was my wife. She's like, I know you can go speak on that stage. I know you can go talk to those people. Go shake that person's hand. And I was so nervous because I just felt like I was going to fail in front of everyone. And her consistently pushed me, helped me do that. And the one thing that I did that transformed my life forever, literally the reason why I can speak on all the stages, why we're having multi-multi-millionaires join our community every single day is this. I pictured myself one year ago five years ago, 10 years ago, and 20 years ago, which 20 years ago for me, I was six. So yeah, that's pretty far back. And if I knew what I knew now at six years old, what would life be like? If I knew what I know now at 16 years old, what would life be like? And I realized the growth that I had. And I also realized like how much growth, if I projected one year in the future and five years and 10 years in the future, if I projected that same style of growth, what would life be like? And I realized that the most successful people in the world, they actually knew the beginning from the end, just as I knew from 26 to six years old, if I went back in time. So I decided, what would my life be like in 20 years? And I'm not saying picture the cars because you're not going to know what a car is going to look like in 20 years, believe me. But you can picture what life is going to look like, what you're going to feel like, what that accomplishment, what type of confidence when you walk into the room, is your family around? What is life like and what's that feeling that you have? And I felt that in a real way because any goal that's not felt and emotionalized will never, it's not an actual goal. You'll never remember it. And I had it so emotionalized and I still do to this day that I can go back to that point and I can feel that feeling of what it's going to be like in 20 years, what I'm going to feel like, what I'm going to look like, how I'm going to talk and what I've accomplished and what that feels like. And I rip that person and I replace that person now. I switch places with them. I pull that person in 20 years to the now and I go, how would I talk and communicate on this podcast 20 years from now? When I'm going up on stage with people like Lewis House, when I'm like, I don't know how I'm able to do this. Like, this makes no sense. I haven't done anything that he has at the time. But I thought, in 20 years, how would I show up? And I would take the opportunity, I'd show up wholeheartedly to serve. And that projection in the future and knowing the beginning right now from the end gave me the confidence to create what we call a three-dimensional businessman. This is what really transformed my life forever. It's called a mission and vision that's bigger than a product or service. That's number one. I did health coaching forever. I did 600 clients now up till July of last year at $3,000 to $12,000, all high ticket. And I just started crushing it when it came to selling coaching, but I realized I was getting sick of it. I didn't even care because I was all about the product or service. I wasn't about the mission and vision. And when we switch that to redefining what it means to be a businessman, the dictionary definition will be transformed by my company and people will be living a life that's worth modeling that influences all the generations to be a businessman. All of a sudden, I had a vision and mission that was bigger than a product or service that as long as it aligned with helping that vision happen, it was perfect for Billion Dollar Body and the Billion Dollar Brotherhood. The second thing is a product or service that solves a need or a problem in the world. I realize there's so many products like McDonald's out there that causes a problem. It doesn't solve one. It doesn't provide, it doesn't help with a need. And all of a sudden, people can have a product or a service that solves that need or a problem in the world. It has longevity. The third thing is a way to give back. And when I mastered all three of these things together inside of our business, this is when all of a sudden I had these three strands that could not be broken. When I had longevity, when I had people all of a sudden that didn't care about a product or service, didn't care about what they got, but they cared about being a part of what we did. And they're willing to pay, not even thinking about what the heck they're buying. And really, that's when things started really blowing up for us. Well, you know, there's a couple of things that came to mind really, really quick. So the first thing that came to my mind is don't take advice from broke people unless you want to end up broke, right? So like I got early on like, wow, like look at your advice patterns. They changed. 
So like when I see you late night, I know just recently you hung out with Jay Abraham. I saw you with Matt and I saw you, Stephanonic. Uh, who else were you with? Like just, oh, Steve Sims. So I started seeing these people start popping up. I'm like, oh, his network's changing. You know, you were on Vinny's podcast, one of my really good friends. And I'm like, oh, things are changing. How do you change? Well, you have to have a vision, right? That 20-year vision, you brought it to now. So now you just see yourself as if... You're in 20 years from now. How would you like to show up to the world? And that's one of the reasons the last time I saw you was in Orlando. I was in an event with you and I saw you and your wife. Once again, your wife is everywhere. She's with you. So that reminds me, maybe I need to bring my wife to more things because I really like what I see with you two, right? I love that. You've noticed that I've kept the same priority. Yeah, of the course. priority is me, health, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. One, doesn't mean it takes the most of my time, just means it comes first. Second, my relationship with my wife. Now, my relationship with like distant friends is lower than my business. But for my wife, that's number one, which means that we literally spend anywhere between 12 to 16 hours a day together. And if push comes to shove, our relationship is number one. And all of a sudden, we have like three speaking gigs all over the world this year just on that. I'm like, this isn't even what we do as a business, but for some reason, people love it because we're literally working together all the time and being able to build and grow a relationship that's worth modeling while spending all this time together, which is kind of ridiculous. Well, man, what's exciting is really seeing how you light up, right? So like, you know, getting ready to interview today, I'm on your press page and there's your wife, right? She's right with you right? Always. I love it. So let's talk about one. I just want to talk and highlight your live event because I think in the future, these live events more frequent and the things that you're doing with them, they're awesome. You're solving, serving and helping people to be present now and to fix the things that have been going wrong. The things that I think a lot of people have are dreams, but they don't know how to achieve them. So talk a little bit about the live event and just what these kind of are meant to be and how you bring so many dynamic people together. And then from there, we'll talk about the brotherhood. We'll talk about the billion dollar body, everything that you're doing, because I want to finish the show today, just really highlighting how awesome you and your wife are, the mission you have to give back. I love that service piece too. So let's talk a little bit about your live events. So if anyone's listening to this podcast, that means they want to have greater success. Already, we know success leaves clues. And when I look at all the top, most influential, most successful people in the world, they're not just speaking at events, they're not just throwing events, but they're also attending events, whether it's a quarterly or monthly basis. One great thing I learned from network marketing is local, regional, and national live events. And I realized how that kept people always indoctrinated, always encouraged. They always had the people around them. They had a community and you always adapt to the community that you're in. It's one of the easiest ways to have success is to just put yourself in a good community and you adapt to the success of everyone else. And what I realized, I attended 120 live events in the last eight years, whether I was sponsoring, whether I was speaking or whether I was attending. And the most of them were attending. I never will get to the point where I'm like, nope, I only speak. I don't attend anything. It's just the funniest thing I ever hear, believe me. And I realized that there was things that people did really well and things that could have been done better. And I've tried to literally keep making these investments. We invest about $100,000 a year in our personal education from small events events to big events. And through that constant pursuit of chewing on the meat and spitting out the bones, I feel like we put together a real proprietary event that's really specific to businessmen's needs. I bring in the top health experts, top relationship experts, top success experts like Jay Abraham, who helps with Tony Robbins' top end events. And I created a proprietary system that I believe gets these guys the most amount of results. Notice that no one was connecting beforehand. So it made all the new people scared to go to a live event because they were like, I'm not part of the clicks. I've never gone to these things before. So I created connection calls where they can connect with like-minded men and start solving problems before they even get there, meaning that they already feel like they got their ticket investment before they even show up. Then I thought, what else are events doing wrong? That man, during lunch, everyone has to like run out, try to you know have lunch with all their clicks. And then one person is sitting there all alone trying to figure out where do I fit in? 
So I thought, I'll buy all the lunches. I'll rent out the entire restaurant. And inside of that restaurant, they'll be able to connect with all these like-minded people. So all these different experiences, I realized that everyone connects by the end of live events. So how can I create connection beforehand? I rented out the rooftop of the event. And that's what we do to start out is we create experiences and relationships with everyone beforehand. So solving all of these different problems and taking things to the next level from events I've been to that are $15,000 a weekend, all the way down to the regular, you know, free event that people put on, taking the meat, spitting out the bones and taking every single thing to the next level and bringing together like-minded men, one gender, going after a same mission, a feeling that is their destiny to create businesses and they want to do it without sacrificing their personal life. And with this brings people that you actually want to hang out with, which is really fun. I hate to say it, but there's tons of times I'm in a conversation with people and I go, dude, I would never hang out with you outside of this conversation. And it's so refreshing to be in a room with 150 businessmen. It's where we cap out our live events right now. 150 businessmen that you go, I would love to continue this conversation outside this. I want to create that friendship. And at this point in our events, 50% of success is just showing up, Tony. It really is. If people just come with their problem, what they're trying to solve, there's 150 men that have either done it or have some in their network that have done it that will help jump on that problem right away because they know it's either happened for them already or they will need it in the future. And what that creates is this effect where if I had five billionaires, even for you, Tony, imagine if I had five billionaires that all had become a billionaire in your industry. People think you have to sacrifice everything to build a business. If I threw those five billionaires on it, it wouldn't be that hard to have a good amount of success because they already know how to do it. They already know that the earth's not flat, it's round. And the same type of thing is what we're creating inside of a brotherhood is like-minded men that know that if they keep giving without expecting anything in return, everyone's needs are met. And that's what we create on the front end. That's why I think our live events are so special. And the proof is in the pudding. Our retention, even our brotherhood elite events, our highest level events, we had 100% retention this year of 25 people at a five-figure investment, which was really cool. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's super impactful. So the other piece that I heard today, you said it multiple times. So listening still, just remember what Nicholas is saying. Creating some community is also creating some accountability about what you want. And he has some support to help you get there. So a big push into the billion dollar brotherhood, investing in that billion dollar body, that mindset, that's what you want. We're going to put links at the very end in the show notes. You can click through it. You can say, hey, I heard you on Tony Grubmeyer's Be Fulfilled show. You can let him know that he's making an impact and that his message was felt today. His words of encouragement are straightforward, right? He said one of the books that he read early on was Think and Grow Rich. Like One of the things he took to heart was that he realized that success leaves clues. And so he was focusing on the clues people were leaving. And then he said along the way, it wasn't like he stole or copied. He just improved. So he saw something and liked it and said, oh, I could do this. This is how I would do it better. So he was constantly in improving. And that's one of our core values at our company is always be improving. That's what I learned today from you, Nicholas. And I just want to say thank you. And I'm going to throw you into the pit of fulfillment, basically. It's our fulfillment round. There are a bunch of random questions. They don't have any value. There's no phone or friend. If you don't know it, just make it up. If you feel stuck, like I said, make it up. You can't run. You do have to answer. That's my only request. At the very end, I'm going to come back and ask you for a piece of advice or something that you heard along your way. Maybe it was from your dad. Maybe it was from Jay. Maybe it was somebody that has stuck with you. Maybe it was from your wife when she said, you know, baby, I believe in you. Like I see you up on those stages. We're going to share that in just a minute. But you ready for the fulfillment round? Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Like I said, these have no value. However, I don't want you to stop dreaming because you're teaching so many people today some really valuable lessons about having dreams. So you asked that question and it really got me thinking, like if I was to send myself a letter today and I would get it 20 years from now, what would your letter look like? My letter would all be about personal stuff. It wouldn't be about what you accomplish. It'd be about who I am. 
describing who I am will always manifest around me what I have. So it would all be about Nicholas. This is who you are. And this is like, you already are this and you're growing into it. And that person I believe is what I would write about. I like it. First motorcycle that you remember riding that you can remember, what type was it? It was a PW50 Yamaha. Remember like starting it up, like how many times you'd have to put your foot through the crank to finally get it. To- oh, I'll tell you exactly what happened. It was Christmas day. My dad wheeled it out. I didn't even know it was real. My dad started it up for me and said, get on it. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. Never showed me anything. I'm four years old. And I went full throttle down my driveway across the street. And I ran into the curb across the street, indoed over the bars into the neighbor's front yard. That's how it all started for me. Wow. I love it. Did you even have a helmet on? I did. Okay, at least we protected the noggin there. Yeah. Um, favorite motocross person growing up that you kind of just love to watch? I like James Stewart, best black motocross racer in the world, fastest man alive. All right. Where did you meet your wife? Kansas City, 2010, December 28th, 29th, 30th, somewhere right around there. What was she wearing the first time you ever saw her? She was wearing a beanie and a little bit of like a sweater crochet, but the beanie was the big thing. I hit her in the back of the head with a piece of paper. What were you wearing? Uh, I don't even know, man. That's what I don't remember. I was too focused on her. I like it. I love it. If you could go anywhere in the world next week and money wasn't an object or anything that you needed, where would you book your trip and how long would you go for? Uh, man, because if money's not an object at that point, how long I go for means that that's all covered as well. So I could literally say I would go down to La Jolla in San Diego for the next 90 years because all of it would be paid for. See, I'm, I'm like a trickster like that, you know? I like it. If you and your wife go out to dinner, you wrap up dinner, what's your typical next move? Do you go to a bar? Do you go to a club to dance? Do you go watch a movie? you go take a long walk? What is it that you would do? What would be your next move? We go back to the house. We get our cup of water. We go put the water by beside the bed. We cuddle, maybe throw on a little TV show while we hang out. Maybe we grab a little pint of ice cream and have a little dessert together. It's always spending time together. I don't care. I could be locked up with my wife for the rest of my life and I'd be happy. Well, yeah, because you're spending 12 to 16 hours a day. So why not, right? Exactly. Favorite type of music? Oh, man, I'm not a music person. I like silence. I think that could be a form of music. I rode in a carpet cleaning van for two and a half years, and I don't think I turned on the radio once. Silence, thoughts. like So silence is my favorite music. Deep thoughts with Nicholas. That's probably the first person that's ever said that. I, I'm kind of embarrassed. I have zero. If, real quick, just so you know, I can pull up my phone right here, and on iTunes, browse, I have zero. I have zero songs on my phone. What was your wedding song? Uh, Jen Johnson, What Could I Do For You? What Could I Say To You? It's all about being a king, and that's exactly what I am. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Nicholas Barely, and he joins us today. Billion Dollar Body, Billion Dollar Brotherhood, his live events. If you don't know any more than what you heard today, I think you should act and move in a direction. If you feel like you got to the end of this episode and you're like, man, that's me, take action today. Don't sit around wondering if someday's going to come. Today is that day. You got to take massive action. We'll wrap up the show with a piece of advice, something you heard along your way, your journey, your experience to be at the age you are right now. I think age is what we make it. So I believe you're a wise man. Something you heard that's helped you to get to this point in your life. Uh, who, what, why, how was something really huge for me. And what it looks like is that no matter what in life, if everyone just does this, everything will be figured out. You can figure out all the rest later, how you're going to do it. But first is figuring out what do you want? 
what do you actually want? My mentor did this with me one day when I was like, I want Tony Stark's house and all of his stuff in it. And he goes, well, why? Like, why do you keep just doing what everyone else wants? What do you want? And it like really set me back for like three months. I really didn't know. It was a really hard process for me to figure out what did I want? Because I get that you learn how to play someone else's music before you learn how to write your own music when you're a musician. I was, I play guitar. But then at some point, it's like, how do you find your own style and how do you write your own music? And so from that process, I'm figuring out what you want and matching it up to your why. Is your why big enough? And if it's not, then you go back to the what. And in this process, like, do you want to be a professional basketball player? Yeah, sure. If it was free, like if I didn't have to do anything for it. But if your why isn't big enough, you'll never do the actions and you'll never end up succeeding in that area, which means you'll always be unhappy because you'll always never have what you want. So it's like, what do you want first? What do you want out of life? What life do you want to create? Number one. Two, why do you want that? Write it all down. Figure out exactly what that is. And then every single day, ask yourself that you're ready to do whatever it takes. How do I do this? And opportunities will continue to come up. That if I could just instill one thing to people, it'd be starting out with figuring out exactly what they want out of life. Because at that point, if you have an obsession over something that you want, there's never been anything I've ever had an obsession over that I have not done, ever, from wanting an espresso machine. I was completely broke. I bought a $4,000 espresso machine because I just got so obsessed about it that I ended up getting it. Motorcycle, became so obsessed. Bought a $4,000 motorcycle, thinking into results. I love that. And so every single thing I've realized, if I can chew on it, what's the process of success? Thinking about it, feeling it, experiencing it, and chewing on it every single day, like a craving for ice cream. You think about it. You think about how it's going to make you feel. You think about how it's going to taste, what life's going to be like. And you get convinced that you cannot go through life without having that ice cream. And then you do it and you feel like crap. How can you do that with positive experience where you chew on this experience so hard that you became so ridiculously obsessed that all these tactics and all these things I could ever tell you become irrelevant because you're going to find them out anyway. If I tell you exactly how to become successful the same exact way I did, 99% of people won't do it because I don't have a big enough reason why. But if you become obsessed, I could tell you nothing and you'll still figure it out. So becoming ridiculously obsessed by first figuring out exactly what you want, why you want it, till it becomes a complete obsession that you can't live without it. And that consistent pursuit that progress equals happiness, as Tony Robbins says, that consistent pursuit towards that is what matters. Accomplishing a goal is not cool. I hit my money goal last year in six months. Worst thing ever. Six months, accomplished everything I wanted for the year. You know how hard it was to like recalibrate and reset a goal? I like had to wait till December basically to reset a goal for the next year. Think bigger, fall short, enjoy the process. No big deal. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas Bailey joined us today on the Be Fulfilled Show. We went up a mountain, little cliffhanger, came down a mountain, went through the fulfillment round, got to the end, tons of knowledge. And here's what I'm left with. Follow the successful ones. Follow the people who have the results you want. Do what they do. Say what they say. You'll get what they get, right? And so that's the old cliche from network marketing. But the one thing that's constant is sometimes you need to follow somebody until you can actually do it yourself. Because if the people that you're surrounding yourself with have the results you want, there's nothing wrong with actually like figuring out how they got it and then figuring out what it is that you want. You can pull what you need. My name's Tony Grebmeyer. That is Nicholas. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, remember to make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever. Forever.